Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello again, welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Adam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and I've got uh, coughing and spluttering with a rough voice. I've got Helen Daniels from Neighbours. <laughs> yeah, using my best sex line operator voice. <laughs> there you go, listeners. Uh... <laughs> I'm sure to say to that. Let's have a look at what you could have won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to be talking this week about the Premier League games that happened this week and coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to be talking about European leagues, other bits and bobs, uh, and uh, we shall take it from there. So, we will start on Tuesday night. I'm doing this chronologically uh, rather than interestingly. Uh, we'll start on Tuesday night. West Brom and Jalbi nil. Manchester City 5. Two goals for Ilkay Gundogan, who's on a bit of a scoring streak at the moment. Cancelo, Mares, and Sterling. Um, City 4 0 up at the break. Uh, the, I don't know if the game turned or not, but there was a point for the Manchester City's second goal where Sean Massielis, the assistant referee, raised her flag in error, um, thinking there was an offside. West Brom and Jalbi stopped. Manchester City carried on and scored. That made it 2-0. I mean, would that if that goal was disallowed, as it possibly should have been, would it have made much difference to the game or would it have just been 4-0 instead of 5-0, Adam? Why should it have been disallowed? Uh, I think someone was on the side or something or they raised their flag or she raised their flag or something, didn't she? Was oh, the offside call right? Possible. Yeah, she, she raised her flag too early, I think, and the referee didn't blow his whistle and other players carried on. Okay. So what you're saying is West Brom didn't play to the whistle? West Brom didn't play to the whistle. In fact, I've got a quote about that. Big Sam said she made a mistake and put her flag up too soon. You can't tell me that rubbish, that rubbish about playing to the whistle. She made a mistake, although we made far more today. So the irony is that these pe- people will also complain about, oh, why don't they put their flags up when it goes on for like five minutes pa- past uh, on a break or something? And... If you want to live in a world of VAR deciding off sides, you then Sam Allardyce is right because the whole one of the sort of standout reasons why this I think this became an issue, especially in the Premier League, was the um, Ian Acho goal that he scored in like the 94th minute against Everton, where he was flagged offside, and VAR overturned it to give him the win last season. Now, I would say that. If you're if you've made it to the if you've made it to the Premier you're a Premier League footballer, you've probably been playing football for a good what at least ten years of your life. You're probably very used to seeing when the flag goes up, you stop playing because it's offside. To so say that that a flag is essentially as good as a whistle to to these people, and that's conditioned in them. So it probably takes quite a lot to 
change your thinking and and carry on playing when you see, when you see a flag like that go up. So I have some sympathy <clears throat> for Sam Allardyce in that situation, but I do also agree with your second statement that it probably would have just been four 0 Yeah, uh, fair enough. Emma, did you see any of this? How many times do you think Sam said that she should get back into the kitchen? <laughs> uh, in public, none. <laughs> in the conf- <laughs> in the confines of his own dressing room, I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any of it, but um, she's been victimised said... by Chris as much here because if it wasn't Sharma, Chris wouldn't have even named the. It would have just been the assistant referee. Uh, they said her name, and I remembered it. No, that's not true. You remembered it because honestly, looking at her, no, looking at her, I could have thought her name was anything from Charmassie Ellis to Peter Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Someone did send me the clip of um, Richard Keys and Andy Gray saying that Pep Guardiola should hire Sam Allardyce to to coach their defense. (laughs) Aren't they something like? something mental like 22 goals conceded or like 18 goals conceded since he took over in the Premier League at home or something yeah yes they are incredibly I mean in that same sort of uh breath I think I saw a stat from Stephen Tudor who's a big Man City fan that said something like in the last 11 games City have only conceded sort of two or three goals or something like that so maybe they don't need uh big Sam <laughs> shoring up that defense they do no, go all right on their own big, no they need big stuff. They need him. Well, he's, yeah. he's lost his first four home games as um, manager of West Brom. Got that point against Liverpool, though, didn't he? <laughs> That's all that counts. <laughs> I mean, the, the goals... The season's over. He's done what he came to do. <laughs> the goals were sublime, actually. The five goals. They were, they were incredibly good goals. Some lovely passing play and rather clinical finishing. They were very good. Um, Southampton won Arsenal 3 Uh Armstrong scored for Southampton and then Pepe uh, Saka um, after Alex McCarthy came running out of his area um, scored his fourth goal in six games followed by Alexander Lacazette getting his tenth goal of the season uh, Arsenal came back from one deal down uh, Aubameyang was missing for quote unquote personal reasons um, Lacazette to ten goals that's sort of surprised me because he seems to be getting moaned about quite a lot on Twitter and Arsenal fan TV and talk sport and whatever else you're familiar with Arsenal fans, right? Uh, yes, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um, Saka, here's a quiz. Saka is the second English teenager to score in consecutive Premier League games for Arsenal since... Theo Walcott. English teenager. English teenager. It's got to be Theo Walcott. It's not Theo Walcott, even earlier. Damn it. Uh, Francis Jeffers? About that time. Different player. Defender. David Bentley. Defender. Defender. Mm. Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. World's greatest left back. He probably only scored like two goals for them as well. (laughs) Or Lillian Saramini scored two goals in 148 for France and they were both in the same match. So I suppose if you sort of get them in one streak. They were quite important goals. They were quite important. They were in a World Cup, I guess, (laughs) weren't they? (laughs) Um, Arsenal have won five out of six in the Premier League. Southampton have won one out of seven. Of course, that one being against Liverpool. Um... So this is a sort of contrasting of fortunes here. But again, the narrative in uh, sort of social media circles is that Arsenal are having a stinker of a season and Hasenhut was doing very well. So Arsenal are four points behind Liverpool. Are they? 
Yes. Will that be seven by the end of tonight? Because we're recording this on Thursday as they play Spurs. <laughs> well, so far it'll just be five, but, um, you know, I have faith in Tottenham. <laughs> um, They're not really having that bad a season, really, are they? No. That's, well, that's a face made by Arsenal fans. I know them. I'd love some of them. But realistically, it's not really that bad considering their team. Where are they in the league? Are they ninth? Ninth. That's not what you'd expect for an Arsenal team, is it? Ninth? It's what I'd expect from this Arsenal team. <laughs> Fair enough. Adam, is that par for the course for, for Arsenal, do you think? Um, Emma's right. Because mm. expectations versus reality are two very different things. <laughs> but level on points of Chelsea, he just sacked their manager, so. That's true. Very true. Uh, Newcastle won Leeds 2. Um, Leeds took the lead uh, through Rafinha, and then Newcastle brought it back through Almiron, which is the first Newcastle goal in 454 minutes in all competitions uh, for Jack Harrison, um, made it 2 1. Leeds' first pre- uh, goals and Premier League points since they decided that uh, Karen Carney said some silly words. Um, Newcastle now winless in 11 in all competitions. Uh, but Steve Bruce is saying he's encouraged by what he's seen. He said, I've seen a little bit of something and we start again tomorrow. I'm not quite sure what that little bit was. but They scored a goal. They scored a goal. The first one in 454 minutes. He probably didn't know what that was. Oh, he's lovely when he's on mute because you can see his mouth move, but not what he's saying. <laughs> Shall we guess what he's saying? Yeah, go on then. He loves Jurgen. Oh, Madam Scott Allen, Jurgen Klopp is the best. <laughs> that is how I started. I mean, that is how I started. <laughs> What's, uh, I imagine that sort of the little thing that he's seen is that when his um, assistant brings in like the paperwork, he has to sign it at the end of the day. I think she probably just puts like a little chocolate on top of it, like like a mint on a, on a hotel pillow. Here's a Ferrero Rocher. Oh, that would be really fancy. <laughs> Gotta make him feel special. I reckon the Ferrero Rochers are for winners. It's like... like... <laughs> That's what you get if you're a winner. Here's yeah. a miniature hero because you didn't... <laughs> <laughs> a bounty as well. <laughs> Um, Newcastle fans uh, are a funny bunch if you listen to certain footballer pundits who used to play with Steve Bruce they want to see some sort of uh, attacking Ilan uh, with their players and some sort of free-flowing football if you talk to some Newcastle fans I think they just have to players who uh, try hard and give a toss I think Um, Dave in our WhatsApp group I think gets the Newcastle fan he gets quite annoyed by uh, or from the Sunday show as well, he gets quite annoyed by some of these comments made by ex-footballers about Newcastle fans. Um, do they deserve a bit of a break? Or are they just going to hand this poor Steve Bruce out of a job? I don't want Newcastle fans in my mentions, I'm staying shut. Okay, Emma, you're not even on social media, you can say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Steve Bruce deserve to have a job? Does anybody deserve to... I mean, all jobs have to be earned rather than sort of entitled to, don't they? Doesn't sound like a public servant. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. Steve just should write, is rightfully being hounded out of a job. He's doing a <laughs> terrible job. Yeah, OK, I agree with you. Uh, finally, on Tuesday, Crystal Palace 2, West Ham 3. Um, 
Thomas Suchek with two goals, who annoyingly I keep forgetting to put in my fantasy team. Uh, Wilfred Zaha and uh, Michi Batshuayi with a very late goal. West Ham won six in a row in all competitions and, and four in a row in the Premier League. David Moyes says, I think there is so much more we can give. Uh, West Ham 35 points after 20 games. Imagine if they go on a terrible losing streak over the next sort of two months and they end up in a relegation battle. But sadly, it won't happen. Um, Palace have got one win in ten. They're in a slightly false position because of the potential teams below them who haven't played 20 games. Let's have a little Ricky Butchers on that while you talk to me about that. They could be below Everton, they could be below Villa, and they could be below below Tottenham by the end end of tonight. So they're fifth right now. Yep. They could be. They could be as low as eighth. Yeah, I'm saying I guess that they're so. not genuine title contenders. I'm saying that they're not genuine title contenders. <laughs> Whoa! What about Crystal Palace? Then they've won one out of ten in the Premier League. Not genuine title. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not going to win it this year. Imagine if they did. What a comeback that would be. <laughs> I mean, technically, they're not out for it. They've got what sort of um, eighteen? What's eighteen only times? Eighteen points behind yeah and there's 54 left to play for they could definitely yeah, make that up eight, 18 points behind but man city do have a game in hand okay so 18 was feasible 21's laughable yeah but there's 54 points left to play for if all the teams above them go on terrible runs and they could be left as champions yeah but all those teams above them have got to play each other they can't all lose but they could draw couldn't they they're gonna they're gonna need a lot of draws <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, you mock now. We were talking in May. Uh, yeah, anyone want to talk about that one or should we get onto the fun at Stamford Bridge on Wednesday? Do you think that either of us watched it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll go on to the fun at Stamford Bridge on Wednesday. Well, the fun at Stamford Bridge on Wednesday was preceded by the fun at Stamford Bridge on Monday, wasn't it? So this is Frank Lampard losing his job. So I started writing this podcast on Tuesday, so I uh, did it in chronological order rather than um, order of what I thought we should be talking about. Uh, you so in chronological order, but you ignore you. You've now you've now had to go back to Monday. Yeah, that's not how chronolo- <laughs> chronology works. I was doing the chronology of games from when they were played. Uh, a different kind of chronology. So yeah, we're going back. Frank Lampard has been sacked. Uh, yes or no? Was that the right decision, Adam? But the, right. No. Yes or no? I'm not. I'm, come on, we don't want an athletic dissertation here. Yes or no? No, it wasn't the hiring him was the wrong decision. <laughs> okay. Firing him. I'm not sure I agree with firing him just yet. All right, Emma. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. He's out of his depth, and that wasn't going to change. Emma's Emma's right. I will, I will, I retract my original <laughs> comment. Uh, have they got the right man in to replace him, uh, Thomas Tuchel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because it's going to be fun, no matter. <laughs> okay. If you're a Chelsea fan, have they got the right man in to replace him? Please don't make me put myself in the position of being a Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> You've crossed the line. If the board was so confident in Tuchel, why have they only given him an 18-month contract, do you think? Because more managers should only be given 18-month contracts. Should they? Why is that? Because... Oh, come on, Spurs. Because why do, they, down. why do you pay... Why, why do they... Um, their, their shelf life is not such that five-year contracts are just silly because you end up then just just paying them off just keep them hungry so if you're Mason Mount and you've been hounded out of the squad for his first team selection are you going to try your hardest to get back in or are you going to think sorry you won't be here in 18 months time he's been dropped again (laughs) but Frank Lampard hasn't lasted 18 months no okay Sarri didn't last 18 months like 
that these big contracts don't help. No, okay. Oh, well, they only help with uh, paying them off at the end, I suppose. That's what I do. The only one that wins is the manager. <laughs> when I say it, it's why you're almost a mount, and when you say it, it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> what have I done? I don't know what I said. What did I say? Don't worry. Okay. Um, we were agreeing with each other, so I don't oh, okay. know why. Fine. <laughs> why were people talking about that Tuchel came in and then dropped the young players when he picked Havertz, who's younger than Mason Mount? Well, exactly. Yeah, I think... I think... German. It's, it's, yeah. It's Germans can be young too. Bloody Germans coming over here, younger than our oh, English it's players. The, it's the Italians that can't be young, isn't it? <laughs> um, I think it's the fact that the Chelsea players are academy products rather than uh, um, younger, I guess. I don't know. But they're still young. That's the point. Hey, do you know who wasn't happy about the um, appointment of Tuchel? Ryan. Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp, Frank Lampard's uncle, wasn't happy. And Ryan. Ryan Redknapp. Oh, Ryan, Ryan. you know what? Ryan. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't just because I said Ryan doesn't mean I was wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Listeners might not remember who Ryan is, though. That's the only thing. It's yeah. been so long. Um, yeah, Harry Redknapp wasn't happy his nephew got the sack. Or that they brought in Thomas Tuchel afterwards. Apparently, any old chump can go and manage uh, PSG. Yeah, he doesn't have, you know... 20 years of coaching experience or and you know won titles and things yeah he's just a chump don't worry you know. <laughs> um he's not genetically related to you it can't be very good yeah. so, so what do we see now for frank lampard i saw somebody on tweet, tweeting the other day england under 21s in 12 months time it's actually not a bad <laughs> shout is it no, I, I can see a nice cushy job on the on Monday Night Football or something. That's ice guy, and then like anyone who thinks anyone who thinks this might be this will be his only time. His Chelsea manager is naive. You think he's going to come back? Probably. Does and the, the, what team of all the teams in the Premier League, the one that has the history of bringing managers back? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I just can't see him getting to that level again. I mean, maybe he will, but I, I just can't see him getting to that level again where he's going to be picked for the Chelsea job. He never got to the level. What? No, OK. OK, getting to the level in the first place, then. <laughs> I just can't... If it was a soccer club, he's going to make some shitty managerial appointment and yeah. everyone's going to be first in the queue. Someone's got to, to employ Phil Neville. that jump. <laughs> he probably needs... He needs to get himself some experience. And what would you think? Because I've seen some people suggest he manages. Well, your dad, I believe is how the, you, you fix it. <laughs> well, Valencia. I've seen some people suggest he gets a uh, top flight job abroad, so he can get used to managing sort of uh, big teams no, don't abroad. Send, don't send your rubbish. Here. I've I've Are seen you copying everything I say to five minutes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally, no. Cornwall delay. Actual Skype delay. Well, no. I'm just wondering whether that was the case, or whether you think he should sort of cut his teeth in the Championship or Leagues One and Two. No, 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 no. Don't send your rubbish here. We don't want it. Keep, keep your rubbish, manager. He won't, be able to, he won't be able to get a visa anyway. That's true. You're stuck with him. <laughs> You've got 92 football clubs. <laughs> In your professional... No, 92 now. Uh, so um, take his pick. Someone suggested he's possibly the only Tory to have lost his job in this pandemic. Uh, so what do we make of 
Chelsea's performance against uh, Wolves. I wrote Sarri Ball in the WhatsApp group. You jumped on me. I actually saw the Sarri Ball was trending yesterday. Oh, yeah. Just because just because lots of idiots don't understand <laughs> what Sarri Ball means doesn't mean that you're not one of them. Go on, then. <laughs> what is Sarri Ball, then? And why isn't well, no, this? No, you tell me what you think Sarri Ball is. First. Okay, I think Sarri Ball is a little bit of possession for pe- possession's sake. Pe- passing the ball without really moving forward with it in a positive way and passing the ball a lot of the time sideways or back waiting for a gap to appear rather than sort of taking the initiative forwards is that literally not Sarri ball I mean you could bend your definition to say that that sounds like Sarri ball sounds like Sarri ball to me but it's effectively Sarri ball is about um, about trying to um, trigger a press and then break that press Okay, I mean, as you're more wanting to sleep with Jonathan Wilson than I am, I'll, I'll bow to your uh, superior knowledge on that one. But there was a, a Chelsea put out I've a tweet. Got multiple signed books. <laughs> Have any of them got his phone number in? Um, you don't need it if you just if you if you're committed enough. There's only so many numbers. You just keep guessing. <laughs> Hello, Jonathan. No, Sorry. damn. Hello, <laughs> um. So uh, Chelsea put a tweet out today of some sort of... It was a clip of them short-passing to each other during the game against Wolves. And they got up to about 16 and not an awful lot happened. And Alex Stewart, formerly this parish, uh, now Tifo Football, said they're not going anywhere um, on his tweet when he was sort of quote-tweeting that. I think they made some... wrong. Or no. They made 820 passes during the whole of the game, 433 in the first half, and they had 78.9% possession. Yeah, they were trying the death by a thousand cuts thing, but forgot to have shots. Yeah. But does it, uh, is it, are people really criticising Tuchel on his effect after one training session? Uh, I have seen Tuchel out, and genuinely Tuchel out from what? some people. They thought that the game was too slow, too ponderous. Uh, they didn't win. He didn't win his first game. Um, they want some, and, and the, he didn't play Mason Mount and I don't know some T boy that's been <laughs> at Chelsea didn't since he was even six. Know everybody's name yet. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this guy was genuinely wanting to. Maybe Mason's just really difficult to say in a German accent. Mason, <laughs> schnell, schnell, Mason Mount. He said German accent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was very clearly a Luxembourgian accent. Oh, was it? Sorry. <laughs> Which I can now spell. <laughs> um, Kai Havertz had a header at the end, didn't he? Which um, which obviously didn't go in because the score ended nil-nil. But, you know, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> but if you're a Chelsea fan, would you be encouraged by what you saw? Again, I'm asking you to sort of look into the abyss. No, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be discouraged by the by the 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 workings of a single training session. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay, um Burnley three Aston Villa two. Uh Aston Villa somehow contrived to lose this game, having been one nil and uh two one up with fourteen minutes left. I'll tell you what annoyed me about this game mm-hmm. is one, I didn't watch it, mm-hmm. and two, then because it was so good, all all they talked about during the, the the, le- the later Everton um, <laughs> game I watched was about how great Burnley did. Was, uh... Uh, have you seen any of the goals since? Yes. The Dwight McNeil goal that sort of goes underneath everyone's leg and past the keeper, which was uh, uh, that was a very bizarre goal. That was. 
Okay, there was five of them. You managed to pick the one that I didn't see. Okay, yes, this was a one that he sort of, it was like a cross shot, hit quite slowly, but managed to evade absolutely everybody and go in the back of the net. Uh, Jack Grealish has got 14 goal involvements this season, six goals and eight assists. It took him 36 games to get to this statistic last season. Uh, so th- he's think- having a better season. He's having a better season, yeah. Aston Villa have more attacking weapons as well, so he's not singled out so much. I don't, I don't think the opposition can single him out quite as much. No, well, you're last right. Season, yeah. if, last season, if you if you could quiet and Jack Grealish, you could quiet an Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Yes, you got Bertrand Traore and uh, Ollie Watkins, Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley. Yeah. You got all those people. Genuine there. title contenders. More title I mean, contenders than West Ham. <laughs> as I said, with my brilliant joke that everyone ignored, is that you can tell they're not genuine title contenders because they lost to Burnley. Oh, he's right. He's Liverpool lost to Burnley. I, I take it back. He's absolutely right. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Manchester United won Sheffield United two. Uh, this was one 0 to. Um, Sheffield United through Kieran, oh, Keenan Bryan, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, Harry Maguire equalised <laughs> and then... It's not important. It's not important. Random man. It's not like he's going to be Wayne Rooney in 20 years, is it? Uh, and uh, John well, Lundstrom with the winner. Sorry? He will be now. <laughs> Imagine if he does. He's taken, the effort to, he's taken the effort to learn how to pronounce Wayne Rooney's name. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't have done that if I was Jonathan Ross. Um... <laughs> Uh, Paul Gokin for the, for the first goal. Um, sort of David de Gea sort of came out for his punch and didn't quite get there. And then the second goal was extremely strange. It was like some sort of pinball inside the United penalty area before the ball ricocheted off of Axel Tuanzebi. It wasn't strange. Well, that bit was strange, but it was really lazy, lackadaisical defending from from Manchester United. There was yeah. there was absolutely no effort from anyone. You watched the Matic doesn't go out to press the ball um, the ball then comes back inside and um, Axel Dumanzebi just sort of drifts over towards the far post and doesn't get back across and and from his sort of position if he stayed where he was he would have been almost that shot would have hit him square in the chest but instead he sort of <clears throat> lays over to, to the far post Pogba hasn't dropped in into that position there just the rest of the midfield are sort of just pondering around outside the box. There's just that, and they're not. They're, these they're supposed to be they're supposed to be title contenders, right? They were they're, they're sort of top of the league, depending on how many games they've played and and everyone else. And they're one. They're drawing one all with bottom of the league at this point, and there's no sort of drive to try and, and get that back. So they. They really have sort of reaped what they sow there. Some people are incredibly unhappy with Axel and Xavier, weren't they? He's been uh, receiving all sorts of horrible abuse today. Charming. Yeah. Um, for you. Yeah. Uh, seven previous occasions this season, United have come from behind to win. So I guess you can't keep doing it and uh, expecting the same results. It's their first defeat in 13 games. Um since... I, went to go, I went to bet on them when they went one 0 down because of that exact stat. Oh really? And they they were they were um, they were less they were five to four on still at that point even at one 0 down. When they hadn't had their penalty, had they? <laughs> and it never came. When Liverpool took the lead at Old Trafford on Sunday, I did think this is quite possibly the worst thing we could have done. 
because you just know that you know sort of coming from behind is what United do. So, um, and what happened? They did. They came from behind. <laughs> they lost to that Uday Hussein lookalike who took the free kick. Um, since the start of the Premier League in 1992, Sheffield United are only the third Yorkshire team in all competitions to win at Old Trafford. Um, the last time was Leeds in the FA Cup in 2010, and the time before that was York City in the League Cup in 1996. Um, Brighton nil, Fulham nil. Brighton zero wins in 14 at home. I wrote Neil Mopé down because I, I get confused looking at Neil Mopé because he looks an incredibly good footballer who, who can't score, which is his job as a striker. Especially as he wears number nine on the back of his shirt. <laughs> Does he know Anton Griezmann? <laughs> um, yeah, it's their 14th 0-0 draw since promotion. Uh, and it's the most of any team in that time. But yeah, Neil Mopé, uh, Leandro Trossard, they both look like good footballers, but they just can't finish. Um, and oh, se- look like good footballers, not Anton Griezmann. <laughs> it seems to be a, re- a real issue that they have. I mean, yeah, not scoring goals will do that to you. Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be a problem eventually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally for the midweek games is Everton won, Leicester won. Uh, James Rodriguez with a rather lovely goal. Um, it's his first goal he's ever scored from outside the area with his right foot. The previous 19 have all been with his left foot. Uh, and then Yuri Tielemans Yeah, scored. I, had, I had Robbie Savage say that too. <laughs> I, I didn't hear Robbie Savage say it. I read it from somewhere else. <laughs> um. We've had a bit of a WhatsApp chat about the equaliser that Everton scored, the Jordan Pickford equaliser. I feel a bit sorry for Pickford because there was a hell of a lot of legs in the way um, for him to see it and have any chance of getting down and saving it. But do you Still both... should have been stronger. He should be saving it. You both think? Yeah. Yeah, OK. Um, Everton should have won that game, though. Well, Dominic Calvert-Lewin had that chance at the end, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And before that, so did Richarlison. Richarlison's wasn't quite as good as Dominic Calvert-Lewin's. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, what I thought was a very difficult chance um, where the ball kind of bounces on um, Andre Gomez unmarked at the far post, but sort of gets to him, sort of hits him in the hip. So what he probably needed to do was meet the ball and and hit it on the half volley, but he he, he didn't have that foresight. So... um, from where he was, he didn't really have a chance to, to do anything. But they were three of Everton's better chances, and they all came sort of in the probably 85th minute onwards. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, they Jamie Vardy for Leicester, but they still managed 19 shots. So hopefully he can sort of. 19 shots, but but not very. Um, I would say that. I think there were Everton eight on target. Ha- Everton handled them defensively, though. I don't think they had. I even that's what was so so quite quite so disappointing about the result is it is that mistake that really has mm-hmm. let them into that game because Leicester probably dominated the ball. Like you said, they dominated shot. They probably dominated attempts and attempts on target, but they they didn't. They weren't dangerous. No. Okay. Fair enough. Right. That brings to the end of our sort of midweek Premier League roundup. So we're going to do some bits and bobs of leagues this weekend. Um, Quick one, Emmett, was the Copa del Rey this week. Uh, Raya Valcano won, Barcelona 2, Robertis 3, Raul Sociedad 0, uh, amongst the others. Uh, Sevilla 3, Valencia 0, because there was a fantastic goal in that. Have you all seen that? Where there was the, um, uh, the passing out from the back, where uh, there was a rather 
huge press from the Valencia players, um, which Sevilla managed to beat and score down the other end. It's well worth checking out that goal because it was quite lovely. And, and all the Sevilla players were under a fair bit of pressure, but still managed to get the ball out and, and away down the other end of the score. Uh, do you know the one I mean, Emma? I haven't seen it. Have you not? Okay. No, I haven't. Okay, uh, well, fair enough then, we'll move on. Um, this weekend... I, I only saw our game. Okay, well, this weekend in Spain, uh, it is Atletico Madrid top on 47 points, seven ahead of uh, Real. Um, Barcelona on 37, Sevilla on 36. Says Real Madrid versus Levante, Ibar versus Sevilla, Barcelona versus Athletic, and Cadiz versus Atletico Madrid. Right, trumpets, uh, will they be fading at uh, the Camp Nou? Trumpets? Yeah, you weren't happy with the athletic players play their trumpets. Yeah, oh god, I tried to forget that. <laughs> They've got a band. Yeah? Well, that's okay, isn't it? <laughs> well, as long as they keep it away from football, then that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. So, how do you think if the you game. If you want in your personal time, don't celebrate on the pitch with a trumpet. <laughs> How's the game going to go this weekend? Uh, well, Messi's back, so that's nice. Mm -hmm. Um,. I was just checking the um, scores uh, at the moment and Athletic Club are playing in the Copa del Rey right now and they are currently losing um, <laughs> to a much lower ranked team. Carl, these, uh, these are your Basque brothers. You, you know, sort of uniting up against the tyranny of Castile. You should be supporting them. Well, I can't support them against my own team. <laughs> no, but you, you, should be, you should be a bit less... Um... Schadenfreude about who they're playing tonight. Oh, no, because this is probably realistically our only chance of winning a cup this season. Okay. <laughs> and I would quite like us to win something. What did you make about your performance uh, in the Copa del Rey this week? Oh, we made it look really hard. Yeah. But that's part of the cause now, apparently. Okay. But at least it didn't go to extra time. No, you don't play that extra half an hour. Uh, in Italy this week, so we had the Coppa Italia this week. Um, Juventus 4, Spal 0, Atalanta 3, Lazio 2. Uh, and Inter Milan 2, uh, AC Milan 1. So um, much of the talk about this is the clash between, uh, weirdly, ex-teammates, um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Romelu Lukaku. Uh, lots Not of... teammates, friends. Friends. For all reported purposes. Friends. Oh, OK, friends, OK. Lots of... Um, sort of things about each other's mothers and wives which was quite depressing if you're a, a sort of a lady having to listen to all that uh, but also stuff about voodoo donkey stuff from Zlatan and there's been sort of accusations of racial overtones towards his language there towards Lukaku um, you're familiar with Zlatan Ibrahimovic right yeah I think he he's played, crazy I think he said of Stephen El Sharawe oh we're not playing with the Egyptian so yeah I mean he's got form for this sort of thing but he he tweeted last night that he wasn't a racist. Uh, <laughs> yes, racism has no place in Zlatan's world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, what do we make of this? Those, have we all seen those scenes, Emma? Did you watch it? Yeah, I, I've seen them. What did you make of it? It's not great, is it? Where does the line get drawn between... Because obviously when things like this happen on the pitch, commentators say, oh, this is the sort of thing that nobody wants to see. But of course, there's always an element of rubbing your hands together thinking, <laughs> yeah, we yes, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we want to see Lukaku smack. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I've got to be honest, who would you rather face? I mean, Zlatan's got the Kung Fu moves, but Romelu Lukaku looks like he smashed your lights out with one thump, doesn't he? Yeah. 
Zlatan. I reckon Lukaku. No, I think I'd rather face Lukaku. Really? I think Lukaku's the gentler soul. <laughs> Not when you talk about his mother. Well, which one of them do you think I could run away from faster? <laughs> Lukaku. Lukaku, yeah. You can say it to him. Yeah, maybe Zlatan. Again, I think Zlatan's older. Well, yeah, he is, 30, isn't he? Yeah. He's 39, but Lukaku's bulked up a bit, hasn't he? Mm. No, not. I think he's. Is he slimmed down now? About, he's slimmed back down again a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, in Italy this weekend. So AC Milan 43 points, Inter 41, Roma 37, Juve 36. So it's Inter versus Benevento, the Flying Witches. Uh, Roma versus Hellas Verona, Sampdoria versus Juve, and Bologna versus Milan. In Germany, um, Bayern are top on 42.7 ahead of RB Leipzig. Uh, on th- then it's Bayern Leverkusen on 32, and Wolfsburg on 32. So it's Bayern versus Hoffenheim, RB versus Bayern, a second versus third, and Wolfsburg versus Freiburg. In France, it is PSG top on 45 points, same as Lille. Uh, Lyon, despite their 5-0 victory in the Rhone derby the other day, uh, they're on 43 points. So it's Lorient versus PSG, Lille versus Dijon, where they hope to cut the mustard, and Lyon versus Bordeaux. It's also the Copa Libertadores final this week, Palmeiras versus Santos. In the A-League, it's the Melbourne derby, as Western United take on Melbourne victory. Uh, in Portugal this weekend, it's Sporting versus Benfica. Uh, in Malta, it's Hibernians versus Tarxian Rainbows. In South Africa, it's the Soweto derby, as the Pirates, Orlando Pirates take on the Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, and in the Ghana, it's the Capital City Derby as Hearts of Oak take on Accra Great Olympics. What fantastic names they were. Is the ca- what's the capital of Ghana called? Accra. Accra. And they call it the Capital City? That's just rubbish. Lazy. <laughs> well, it's not lazy. You have to say more words. It's inefficient, no, if but... anything. No, it's, it's, it's lazy naming. Why is it lazy naming? What if they, what if they change... They call, it, call it the Accra Derby. Yeah, but... Accra Derby is two words. Capital City Derby is three three words. It's not lazy. It's inefficient. Right, I see. But it's, but the thought process is lazy. Yeah, I guess so. They've not even gone... They've, they've gone, what, what is this? That's the Derby of the teams in the capital. Not even gone, oh, what's the capital called? Not even bothered with that name. They've just gone straight <laughs> in. Like, but I guess they future-proofed it in case Accra ever changes its name. Sure, what, in, because, like... But in case, sort of, like, they decided that colonisation didn't work for them they need to change the names like so in case it's the because the Bombay derby would be a laugh wouldn't it <laughs> so there we go that's that um, bits and bobs of news so Lubavir Moravchik has said he's heartbroken this week after the death of Dr Joseph Venglos the ex-Celtic and uh, Aston Villa manager aged 84 um, Barcelona Emma they're in debt to the tune of 820 million euros after posting losses in 2019-20 it's over a billion a billion euros yeah. How do you is do that? Because, is that because it keeps? Have you got one of those cl- clocks? You know, like when you can go on the how much is, day clock. How much has Fingy Bobby and, and since this day, you just go on and it's just a clock that keeps going up. <laughs> if only you weren't so belligerent in the 1930s, you could have built a training ground and got it written off against the club debt. <laughs> uh, it's 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 over a billion because those financial figures were from October last year. Right. So how are you going to bring new- that down? They're not new financial figures. So how are you going to bring that? We are going to take out huge loans from Goldman Sachs. Well, that can only end well. You don't need mm-hmm. to. Don't, don't need to. Not a problem. Why not? Because Barcelona, as well as being a football club, is essentially a money printing machine. So it only needs to be able to afford to service its 
um, its debt costs. Not it doesn't need to repay any of it. So some of that debt as well isn't just from the football club. It's also from the handball team, the basketball team. Well, then get rid of that. That's there's your first problem. Didn't the handball team go when Luis Suarez moved? Um, okay, so for the completely mathematically uninitiated like me, if that's not a problem, how did they get a billion pounds in debt in the first place? Something can't be going right, surely. Oh, it's not ideal. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> not ideal. I'm not saying this is great news. What I'm saying is, it's not. It's not the track. Like this isn't like Barcelona or uh, ruined forever. Right. Wow. <laughs> it's a bit of a hole. If we take the slightly less pessimistic among us, because some of us are realists, though. But so, so Barcelona, Barcelona turnover an obscene amount of money every year, right? Through the, all of their their activities. If the club has put on sale a shirt that we're just going to wear once. Exactly. If you can, if you can sell just a single shirt, but no, it only gets worn once. <laughs> that, that is just printing money. So how do they get right. in this state in the first place, then? You need me to explain to you how if you spend more money than you earn, you end up in debt. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Yeah, OK, I understand. Do I need to talk to you My about us is... being the highest wage bill of any professional sports team in any sport? So if you're having to borrow money from Goldman Sachs to service this, presumably Goldman Sachs can call off whatever interest rate they fancy because you're desperate enough to need the loan to service this it's debt. It's probably going to be called the Goldman Sachs Camp New Arena. <laughs> apart, from, apart, from, yeah, apart from the fact that Goldman Sachs aren't the only bank in town, right? Okay. So to an extent, yes. But also they have competitors, so there's going to be a cap on exorbitant tr- interest rates because if, if you go and charge 50%, there's Someone will do it for ten percent, and okay, just general market forces. So does this mean the Barcelona really forever? Like I'm explaining basic capitalism to you. This well, point. you are. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so, are Barcelona going to be? If you think this is serviceable and manageable, are Barcelona saddled with this one billion euro debt forever? And is that going to be a problem? That that could be a problem. Yeah. Oh, I don't think this is serviceable or manageable, so in any way. I think it's serviceable. Look at the debt that Manchester United had on it. And Yeah, but they can do that with their rich American owners. Who got who they got the debt against. Yeah. Who 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 are the ones who gave them the debt? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that's because of how they purchased the club, right? Yeah, but that's irrelevant, really. Kind of if you have the debt, you have the debt, regardless of where it came from. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is that sort of Barcelona can be run profitably in a normal in normal scenario, right? When you have yeah, I mean, you don't have a huge year, global recession and closed stadiums. Yeah, for the last year we've had no income from match day uh, activities yeah. and sales. And we have a ground that holds a hundred thousand people. That's a lot of money. That was. And when I went, it cost me a hundred euros a ticket. <laughs> Did you even get a good seat? No. Exactly. <laughs> um, so because nobody's been buying shirts in the mega store because there's no tourists in Barcelona, that's another big 
chunk of revenue we don't have. What but about TV money? We do sign players like Antoine Griezmann and Philippe Coutinho for extraordinary amounts of money. We do still owe Liverpool £40 million for Coutinho. What? You, you we won't could, get it because we don't have it. We could buy a defender for that amount. We could send him back to you. No, because he can't play central defence. He's worth about £40 million. God. He's depreciated in value somewhat. Well, look, speaking of uh, many league owned clubs are set to lose uh, 1.3 billion euros because of uh, COVID and their sort of TV <laughs> deal, which is crashing and burning. Exactly. That's enough to make you cough, isn't it? <laughs> it was. It's the Spurs match that's making me cough. <laughs> so VAR is going to disallow that, right? It is, yeah. Good. Um, um, sorry, go We'll find a bit on this Barcelona thing. But yeah, basically what I'm saying is in a normal world, Barcelona is a profitable business. Yeah. That makes a lot of money. So they're not going to have any problem servicing the debt because their places know that they can pay it off. Um, and then it's going to hamstring some of their activities to an extent. But Manchester United with... Uh, uh, not, what maybe if Emma's if Emma's right sort of uh, um, a billion euros had what two thirds of that level of debt and still signed Paul Pogba while fi- financing their debt obligations. So we also have the messy problem. No, you don't. You have a messy yeah, count. Do. You have a messy countdown. Exactly. <laughs> Six months in his contract. Him leaving's not. Him leaving is not the problem. The fact that he's still here is the problem. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that, because we're paying him 500,000 euros a week. But only 10% of that, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, he agreed to 30% of that. We oh, just can't afford the other 20%. Did he decide he wanted more than everyone else? No, well, they all agreed to... All the players agreed 30%. Oh, they're just being. They're just being. We just can't afford the other twenty percent. Um. The 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 horrible thing is is if Messi leaves, that will go a long way to saving my club financially. But if he leaves, then we're missing out on all those Messi fans. When, <laughs> when... Give us when, money. When, um, and when Wayne Rooney left, we, we paid off the debt. Yeah. <laughs> be, and we'd be rubbish without him. So we can't win either way. Okay, right. You keep telling me you're rubbish with him. But we are. <laughs> we have to but move on. Slightly better than rubbish when he plays. We have to move on. So, uh, yeah, I mentioned that league undeal. Other bits on Bob. So, the Turin mayor uh, has been convicted of negligence over a stampede during the 2017. Champions League final um, and it was screened on a big screen uh, in Turin uh, two people died and 1500 people were injured uh, UEFA still want to stage the Euros in 12 cities across the continent and I think you Adam had tickets didn't you? No Scott did Scott did Scott had tickets yeah okay uh, MLS will start on April the 3rd with 27 teams each playing 34 games so that will be including new team Austin FC who are the expansion team this season um, the Asian Cup 2021 will include uh, Balata Centre, who come from a refugee camp in the West Bank, which is very nice, isn't it, Adam? Sure. Uh, and finally, um, Tyrell Robinson is a footballer, was a footballer with Bradford City, who has been jailed for um, underage activities with 
a girl uh, in his bed. I think she was 14 years old. Some criticism towards The Athletic and the BBC with the way that this was reported this week. So the BBC has said that he had sex with her uh, and sexual activity rather than the fact that he sort of possibly the fact she was underage he raped her um, and the Athletic spent a lot of the article talking about this talking about his um, potential as a player and uh, how he came through the Arsenal ranks and all this sort of thing and it seemed to be more of a loss of his talent than uh, the fact that uh, he's been found guilty of doing something pretty despicable um, so maybe I don't know if that's a sort of a trend thing on how cases are reported. I'm I'm not too sure, but it didn't read particularly well. Um, a couple of lists for you. So players out of contract in the summer of 2021. Lionel Messi, we've obviously heard about. Sergio Aguero, Mesut Özil, David Alaba, Memphis Depay, Gini Wijnaldum, Arcadius Milik, Angelou Maria, Julian Draxler, Sergio Ramos, Olivia Giroud, Jesse Lingard. Johnny Evans, Henrik Mkhitaryan, Hakan Chanaloglu, which is a surprise, uh, Jerome Boateng, Shekinah Mustafi, Gianluigi Donnarumma, who I think might have signed a new contract, uh, Ali Hussain, uh, Eric Garcia and Florian Tovan. That's a nice little list of players, isn't it? Will any of them play for free? <laughs> I doubt they will play for free. Do you think we could sign Sergio Ramos? Memphis Depay is on a free. You could get him, couldn't you? As long as he doesn't want to be paid weekly, he's, he's more than welcome. <laughs> Sergio, oh, imagine Sergio Ramos joined you guys. Would would that be more or less seismic than Luis Figo? Oh, it'd be their Figo the other way. Would it? I realised I've worked out what we should um what what they should do. I mean, they should get the um the players into the boardroom. So just as they're about like negotiate like a contract with them, like a really good contract, and then just be like Memphis. You, know, you you could sign the contract, well, and we could pay you. X or you could have whatever's in this box. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Do you guys? A lovely washer and dryer where the future president is standing. Or... <laughs> Do you guys know the story about how Jimmy Bullard joined Hull? Um, he mentioned this on his Magic Spun podcast. So him and his agent. I'm sure it's definitely not apocryphal then. <laughs> him and his agent went to Hull to negotiate the signing on fee. Uh, they negotiated a uh, a weekly salary of thirty five thousand pounds a week. Uh, the contract comes into the room, so the agent and um, uh, and Jimmy are left alone in this room as the chairman leaves uh, to sign this contract. And there's a typo in the contract. Instead of it saying thirty five pounds a week, it says fifty five thousand pounds a week. Jimmy says, "What do I do?" And the agent says, "Sign it, sign it quick." So he signs it, and they honoured it. Um, that just dishonesty all round. Just feels like a lie. Contract, that's not enforceable under contract law. Well, they paid him it. Well, that's what he says. If you believe, if you don't believe him to be a liar. <laughs> okay. Which I do. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly a liar. Jimmy uh, Bullard, and I say this with <laughs> as much disdain as possible, is a poor man's Robbie Savage. Ouch. <laughs> Imagine that. Out. Right, some transfers are happening this week. Uh, Fernando Lorente has gone to uh, Udinese from Napoli. Odin Agarlo's loan finished and he's gone back to China. Martin Odegaard has gone from Madrid to Arsenal on loan. Emma, what have they been making of that in Spain? I know. Um, apparently, Arteta got personally involved to make that deal happen. Well, you'd um, hope he would. He's the manager. That, that's not how transfers work, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he might have been responsible for doing something inappropriate, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he was he was 
odds on to go back to Sociedad, but I think Real Madrid changed their mind because they didn't want to send him to a direct rival. Which is fair enough. Which Sociedad are this season. Yeah. Um, um, he's going to be a good but, signing for Arsenal. It's fair enough, but shouldn't they have put the development of their, maybe the development of their player above that? Again, uh, are you familiar with the work of Real Madrid? <laughs> I am familiar with the work of Real Madrid, yeah. Uh, particularly familiar with the work of of one Florentino Perez. <laughs> Max Mayer has gone from Crystal Palace to Cologne. Um, I wonder if Wayne Hennessy was waving him off at the airport. Costas uh, Petroglu has gone from Marseille to back to Greece. Kevin Lasagna has gone from Udinese to Verona unknown. Uh, Morgan Sanson has joined Aston Villa for 16 million from Marseille. Uh, and finally, Emma Papu Gomez has gone to Sevilla for five and a half million pounds. That is going to be a great signing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that Atalanta let him go, but there we go. So am I. Yeah, uh, okay, right, football this weekend in the Premier League, 12.30 BT Sport, uh, it's the Duncan Disorderly Derby as Everton take on Newcastle, it was a 2-2 draw last season, um, Everton 7th, Newcastle 16th, having lost at least their last five, uh, Everton won three out of their last five, Adam seems to be pretty confident for this one. Yeah, Newcastle are shite. Go on, are you going to say it, chest out, shoulders back, are you yes. going to say it, go on, do it, yeah. nothing can go wrong now, do on. Nothing can go wrong here. Genuine title contenders. Yeah, we don't lose to Burnley. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace in 14th versus Wolves in... Through, one all. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace in 14th versus Wolves in 13th. This is 3 o'clock on Sky, the Georgian Dar derby. Um, Wolves won this fixture 2-0 on the last two occasions. Uh, Crystal Palace have lost their last two in the Premier League, um, conceding seven. Uh, Wolves have lost three out of five. Emma, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Probably a draw. Yeah, an exciting draw. No, Crystal Palace are involved. <laughs> okay, fair enough, Adam. Well, and so are Wolves. Yeah. So there'll be got at least it'll be a score draw. Do you think? Do you think Crystal Palace could score? Do you think what, Wolves can stop them? That's a fair point. <laughs> this is some sort of Ron Swanson ending everything with a question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I I like to be a hostile witness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Manchester City versus Sheffield United. This is top v bottom. Um, three o'clock on Sky, the David White derby. City averaged three goals a game over the last five Premier League matches and only conceded two. Um, but of course, Sheffield United now have won two out of their last three in the Premier League and they're only a mere ten points from safety. They can't do it, can they, Adam? Surely. No, they can't. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they can't, can't do it, can they? <laughs> I think that everyone's talking about everyone's talking about this, this sort of really exciting title race and how many teams bar how many teams can, can not lose to Burnley and remain sort of genuine title contenders rent free, living rent free um, well I've not got any problem with Aston Villa, don't worry about them rent free um, <laughs> I can see Jürgen inside your forehead by the way I can sort of, I can look, I've got x-ray vision I can see in there can you? <laughs> Waving his little jo jolly German hands and smiling. It's jolly German hands. <laughs> um, oh, God. <coughs> That's made you cough a lung up. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, people keep talking about but when the dust settles and everyone's on anything sort of remotely level on games everyone's going to realise that Man City are about seven points clear and <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to be confused as to what we were we, we thought was 
was, was serious in the first place. Yeah, they've sort, of, they've sort of said you've had your fun, right? Let us let us through. We'll um, we'll see it in from here. I think we've already had our fun, but we're we're still having our fun, but we don't realise that our fun is already over. This is the beginning of the end of the fun. Uh, no, no, the fun's already ended. We oh, okay. Don't know it yet. Fair enough. And what do you reckon? Sheffield United can do it, can't they? If you can't beat Sheffield United, you can't be genuine title contender. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think that's the rule. It's the new rule. It's the new rule. Okay. Isn't it? Manchester United lost to Sheffield United. Do you think that Manchester United are genuine title contenders? Newcastle lost to Sheffield United. Do you think Newcastle are genuine title contenders? Absolutely, <laughs> boring their way to the title. I think I think there is a genuinely quite a a well trodden path that sort of if you drop more than four points to the bottom ten to the the bottom half of the Premier League, you, you it's quite difficult to win the Premier win the title. So, but then Sheffield United are fucked, aren't they? <laughs> they're not they're not going to win it. So what's they more? Keep beating, they keep beating all the big teams instead. What's more destructive then, losing points to those teams at the bottom, or not taking points off your immediate competitors? Little from Gotham, little from Gotham B. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't blame the maths because you don't understand it again. This is true. Uh, no, I, I understand it perfectly. I'm, you know, we just got to sort of explain this to the, the listeners so they understand what. So uh, he's following know. the maths. <laughs> Sadly, the maths yeah, tend to lead me. The maths tend to lead me down corridors with locked doors at the end, unfortunately. Um, West, Brom in, <laughs> West Brom in 18th versus Fulham in 19th. Uh, this is on BBC Sport, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Uh, the Zoltan Gira derby. Fulham uh, won 2-0 at the Cottage. Uh, West Brom lost 4 out of the last 5 and conceded and 8 not, teams. Why have you not turned it off yet? <laughs> you, you should have turned that off immediately. That game should have been turned off immediately. Yeah, you, should, you just read that on your TV screen and you go, nope. <laughs> That's enough for Mr. TV today. All right. Well, give me a score then, each of you. What's going to happen here? Nil, nil. Nil, I'm, nil. I don't really care. I'm not 100 convinced. The game, I can't prove the game will happen because <laughs> I don't think anyone will see it. I've got the BBC <laughs> website. Yeah, the BBC, never, the BBC have never the BBC have never printed lies on their website. Have they? <laughs> this is like that time England played that European Cup qualifier in um, the Ukraine, and it was streamed on a website. Do you remember that back in 2008, whenever that was? Oh, no, I'm just googling weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> 2008, whenever that was. So, <laughs> 13 years ago. <laughs> Even I could do that, Matt. Um, half past five on Sky. It's Arsenal versus Manchester United. That's Arsenal in ninth versus United in second. Uh, that's on that Sky. One. That's the Frank Stapleton derby. Um, Arsenal oh, won. Arsenal won one at Old Trafford. Won four at the last five, of course. Um, they can see an average of a goal a game, but. United score an average of 1.85 goals a game. So, um, get a feeling. It could be sort of United banging on the door here, don't you, Emma? Or am I thinking wrong? Yeah. Um, Arsenal are a funny old team, though, aren't they? Uh, funny consistent the last few weeks, do they? They both are. Yeah. Funny old team, not consistent. <laughs> Obviously, like I said the other week, I mean, United got to first place by accident. I'm sure it wasn't as part of some grand plan. Do you think Arsenal are in ninth or tenth, whatever they are, by accident? No, I think that's where they sort of should be. Maybe this this Arsenal team. I think all all things considered, I think the Man United teams are better are better than Arsenal. 
Will the pre-game montage by Sky showing previous games of your Keen versus Vieira and all that sort of thing, will that be better than the actual match? Well, when he picks on Gary Neville in the tunnel. Yeah. All those sorts of previous clashes and they'll say, and it's next. I and mean, then all of a sudden the games of Dance Squib. The joy is we don't need that because I can just watch that on YouTube anytime time and <laughs> quite often do. The finished one is the season before when um, Vieira says to Keen, he says, why do you never smile anymore? And even Keen laughs. It's quite sweet. He's got a sense of humour. Yeah. I like Roy Keen. Uh, okay. Does anybody really actually go as far as liking him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think he's an angry man that tried to end someone's career over sort of some words he said to him. That man you aggressively... that's not a likeable trait? <laughs> <laughs> that man you aggressively walked his dogs in 2002. Yeah, those poor dogs. They didn't have legs left by the end of that summer, did they? That was angry walking. That was, wasn't it? No, he seems to be a deliberately curmudgeon. I'm sure he's just a caricature of himself these days. Uh, anyway, the game. What do you reckon to the game? I think Manchester United will probably win. Yeah, Adam? We're overdue an arsenaling. Um, it's a I way. agree, but I think... But, genuinely, without without wanting to sit well and truly on the fence, literally anything could happen. That's true. ISIS might plan some sort of terrorist explosion. A, right. meteor, a meteorite might land from outer space. Wow. What if that happens in West Brom versus Fulham? Nobody, Nobody will know. Will know. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie and Arteta might realise their love for each other and start making out the pitch. You're right. Literally anything can happen. That would be excellent. Yeah. Bit of sword clashing. That could, you're you're right. Anything could happen. More importantly, I might finally get to see what colour the stripe is on Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's left leg. That's the only reason I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah, but it's the only reason we've watched the last six Man United games and look where we are. That's true. <laughs> well, imagine if you watched it for that reason and all those things I just said might happen actually did happen at the same time. A meteorite and ISIS. Yeah, and <laughs> gay feelings <laughs> realised. Discovering their love for each other. I mean, yeah. It's not a soap opera. No, it's not. But literally anything could happen. It's like Mitchell and yes. Webb, the football never ends. It doesn't. Uh, and finally on Saturday, because uh, obviously it does end on Saturday, um, is Southampton <laughs> versus Aston Villa. This is 8 o'clock on Sky, it's the Mark Draper derby. Technically, you could go to America <laughs> and then watch more football. That's right, yeah. yeah. And eventually Saturday ends. <laughs> and then Sunday comes along and starts all over again. Sunday where you are, and then you can continue watching football. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Southampton lost their last two. Villa lost three out of their last four. So these aren't teams in form. Um, Adam, what do you reckon is going to happen here? <laughs> was, was that it? Just a yawn. The idea of talking about football at eight o'clock on a Sunday made me yawning by the fact that it was too late. <laughs> uh, okay, what do you reckon? I think it's going to be quite an entertaining game. Okay, I won't be watching. No? Okay. What will you no. be doing? Are you going to be watching The Masked Singer? dignify that with an answer what are you going to be doing I don't know but anything but, but it's too late literally to anything can happen you could turn up at the Emirates <laughs> couldn't you <laughs> <laughs> like, like anything could happen on the Mars thing <laughs> you could turn up <laughs> I could, a, a drone could come yeah 
<laughs> I could leap out of the cake on stage like Erica and I, I could under siege. I bet you stay tuned for that one. I've forgotten who we're talking about now. Southampton versus Aston Villa. Who? Southampton versus Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, so two slightly out, two two sort of slightly out of form teams, right? But quite entertaining teams, aren't they? They are. I take your point that it could be a good game. I think I, I don't I don't disagree with that um that hypothesis. Uh I'm still not gonna watch I, though. I'm still not gonna watch, no no no. <laughs> On the idea that Chris might be right, I'm not gonna watch. <laughs> Fair enough, Emma. I think I uh, I think Southampton will win. Okay. I like them more. Yeah, but I think Southampton are in worse form than we think and we just are slow to adjust the narrative to them being under Hasenhutel. Don't worry about it. Honestly, we'll move on to the next game. living their dream for them. We'll move on to the next game. Don't pressure yourself. Uh, Sunday, high noon, is Chelsea versus Burnley uh, on BT Sports, the John Harley derby, and Chelsea won uh, 3-0 at Turf Moor. Um, I wrote you here, does the form guide matter? Because now we're under two shallot me. So whatever poor results have had under Frank, presumably... So Chelsea won 3-0 at Turf Moor, did you say? <laughs> yes, that means they could win the league. Genuine title contenders. Genuine title contenders. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've just seen the Liverpool score. Do you think that um, Thomas Tuchel's ever met anybody like Sean Dyche before? <laughs> he's got some sort of culture shock, hasn't he? <laughs> Do you think he's, he's ever experienced Dyche ball? Dice ball and dice the man. <laughs> do you think in about twenty five years? In about twenty five years' time, do you think he's been lying on some sort of couch, um, talking to a psychiatrist about the time he went to Burnley? <laughs> I think anybody's ever been to Burnley? <laughs> doing that. Uh, okay, thanks. What do you reckon? He's this going is... to Burnley, sort of like the um, the equivalent to like nineteen fifties being sent to Coventry. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> Uh, how do you reckon this one's going to go then? I think Chelsea will win. Yeah, Emma. Yeah, me too. I think, I think I maybe after, the, after they've had some, after they've had what, like you know maybe a second training session with their uh, <laughs> their new manager that he might be somewhat close to having any of his ideas applied on the pitch. <laughs> uh, well, the the post Malays uh, game after high noon is two o'clock on Sky is Leicester versus Leeds. The Paddy Giz Norbo derby. Uh, Leicester won 4-1 at Ellen Road in November. That's quite a sort of slick display. I remember that. Um, Leicester drew with Everton and ended a run of three consecutive wins. Uh, Leeds with that win over Newcastle uh, finished their back-to-back losses. Uh, so now they can go back to abusing female pundits. Um, and how do we think this one's going to go? I think this one could be quite a good game as well. Yeah, I think it could. Um, I think that Leicester are a shadow of the, te- of the team that they are when they don't have Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Um, which they obviously won't as he's still recovering from surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't consult the injury table anymore now that Seamus Commons back. It's less of an issue for me. <laughs> there um, must be other Everton players on the treatment table. Or is it just... Now Lucas Digne's back as well. So Lucas, <laughs> Lucas Digne's back, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And Alan is due back against Newcastle. Oh, okay. The rest of them could yeah. burn in hell for all I care. I mean, like Mason Holgate or some sort of no-hoper who's probably on there. Sandro Wait. or... Oh, poor 
Sandra doesn't play for us anymore. As in, I'm trying to pluck names so, out of the air. Umar Nias. Alex Nyarko. Uh, that um, Gabinan guy who we signed from Germany who's played two games and I'm not completely convinced <laughs> exists. <laughs> He's Alec, on there. Alex Nyarko. He's an elaborate tax scab. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Leeds Leicester. What do you reckon? Well, I always... I, Leeds are massively overrated in my head, so um, I'll say they'll win again, and they honestly won't. <laughs> Keep saying it, Emma. But I feel oh, like sorry. I feel like I, I, my 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 Leeds. If you looked at my Leeds predi- predictions, they're probably not far away from Mark Lawrence's Liverpool predictions. <laughs> they won every game. <laughs> Emma, I think Leicester will win. To be honest. Yeah, what makes you say that? But I watched them play yesterday. Okay. And they played well. I mean, they're quite good. They are quite good. They are quite good. They are quite good. Uh, West Ham versus uh, Liverpool at half past four on Sky. The Neil Ruddock derby. West Ham won their last four. Um, Liverpool zero wins in seven after the seven nil versus Palace. Although they are winning well, at the moment, aren't they? Uh, is it three one? Is it there, Woody? Yeah, but unfortunately, things are so desperate. Gareth Bale's on the pitch, so no, really. So it could change. Okay. Uh, oh, no, it won't change. Gareth Bale's on the pitch. So. <laughs> How do you reckon this one's going to go? West Ham in form. Liverpool, I think, seem to do quite well at um, the London Stadium. Though. Agent Moyes will do his stuff. Afraid thing. I'm going to have to go for a West Ham win. Are you? All right. Okay. Well, that, that was Emma this week. Um, she'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what do you reckon? I'm not going to predict a West Ham win. I can sit here and want it in my head. You, you don't want to jinx it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I can just feel it in my heart. Oh, what was it? I didn't want. I didn't want to jinx the game the other day, and you guys all laughed at me. And look what happened. It's true. Oh, you can feel it in your heart. I do. Yeah. Oh, wow! Let's, you have one. Um, right, Brighton I versus. I didn't, people, I didn't know people could feel anything about West Ham in their heart. <laughs> Maybe the heart and their the bottoms. Specific occasion, I can. Think, and having Liverpool anywhere near your heart just tell it, cause it to turn black. Hey, you bleed red for a reason. Uh, Brighton versus Spurs. Because it's been oxygenated. <laughs> Brighton versus Spurs. Court past seven. The Bobby Zamora's derby. Um, Spurs obviously losing at the moment, but they won this fixture uh, at the lane uh, with a Gareth Bale winner. Um, the aforementioned Gareth Bale. He's right here. Brighton are already averaging 1.1 goals a game, which goes back to what I was saying earlier on about Mopé and Trossard. Um, is this going to be a ball? Don't they have like a million clean sheets as well, though? So is this game not got nil-nil written all over it? I was just going to say, is this going to be nil-nil? Do we think so, too? I'm very disappointed in Spurs right now. Yeah, so am I. The defending has been diabolical. It's been awful. And some pretty bad goalkeeping. I'm not going to say anything about Spurs for about another 12 minutes. I I was including the poor goalkeeping as part of the defending, but Emma is right. The goalkeeping has also been... (laughs) No, I think we need to make an example of him. (laughs) We do. Two two huge errors. We um, get some good Instagram content out of it. We, we might get some good Instagram. Content. So we were we all going for a nil nil, are we? On this one, just about what I'm picturing is him holding Gareth Bale's ponytail and he's been scalped like out in Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. Are we all going for nil nil on this? We are going. Sorry, Chris. Ask me one more time. Podcast. Are we going for nil nil on this? Yes, I think it'll be nil nil. Emma Gabriel Garcia. I think Spurs will. Kane and Son are still going to score against Brighton. Yeah, it's only Brighton. They can't, isn't it? they can't score against this shambler shit who haven't won a game in January. They've scored once. 
Wait, who did well, No, but Kane and Son haven't. Oh. Yeah. Right, that brings the end of the Premier League Roundup, end of our podcast. Any other business? That'll be a no then. Um, <laughs> we are Man on the Post, part of the At Man on the Post network. We have uh, the weekend show will be back, presumably, because it wasn't about this week. Uh, it will be back at some point next week at reviewing the games that we've been previewing with uh, Ali, uh, Simon and Dave. Uh, they'll be back to talk about the games that we've been previewing. Look out for other content as well. because we have oh, You've our... ruined it. That's not how it goes, is it? Come on, if you're going to do it, do your catchphrase. <laughs> It's your thing. My thing. Ali and Simon and, and Dave. Uh, uh, there's also another football uh, manager analytics podcast as well coming out from us. So, Adam, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? If it doesn't involve the hashtag PS5 and stock, <laughs> don't bother. That's Adam SA101. Uh, Emma, how do they follow you? They can't follow you, can they? No, they'll leave me alone. Okay. Uh, you can follow us at Man of the Post. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram on that. You can follow us on Facebook as well. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher or Acast and all our uh, all our podcasts will fall automatically into your inbox. If you like what you hear, you can rate your reviews uh, because that all pushes up the charts and everything like that is gratefully received. So, Adam, thank you very much. You're welcome. Emma, thank you very much. You're welcome. And always remember to keep your Man on the Post. Thank you.